Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cartel Conversations, a podcast of the Micromodel Railroad Cartel. This is episode 28 for July 2022. I'm your host, Tom Combo, and joining me tonight on Skype is my co-host and EMAG publisher, Ian Holmes. How are you doing this evening, Ian? I'm doing good, Tom. It's uh, I'm relaxing because, uh, uh, you know, it, that nice downtime that I have after getting an issue of the dispatch out you know i can read magazines and catch my breath a bit and uh it's not i'm not ready to start thinking about the autumn issue yet but i can get on and do some bits about with with the hobby myself so it's good time now tom it's a good time so i've got the uh, dispatch out the way i've got to know uh, what did you think of the summer issue Oh, I thought it was excellent. There was, uh, boy, a lot of good layouts in there and just uh, uh, really good quality content. And, and I'm not just saying it because mine was in there. It's, I mean, <laughs> mine aside, I mean, I know it always sounds like I'm plugging for myself here. But but no, I, there were some uh, really enjoyable uh, layout stories there. And and uh, I think it's, um, I think it was Alex Hill is one in particular that I remember. I was actually following him on another micro group on Facebook. Yeah watching him build his uh, scrap note. And I just uh, really thought that was a neat micro layout. So I really enjoyed seeing that. I think your uh, Lesser Prairie scene to model is one that's uh, piqued my interest there. Uh-huh. And uh, I think uh, I'm going to uh, probably do something with that, but we'll have to see on that. Really? Uh, yeah, because that's some ideas. And uh, I've been uh-huh. doing a little research and yeah. did find a few photos from that area. Uh-huh. But um, they were kind of in tight where the location is, and it looks like a lot of those structures that were in the photos I found don't exist anymore. So it's kind of hard to determine where exactly along that shot on Lester Prairie mm-hmm. uh, where that's yeah. at. It was the passenger train that they had up there. That was it a dinner train that they had up yes, there? Yes, the, d- the dinner while? train. Yes, that would be quite the thing to like feature on your micro layout, wouldn't it? It's like you're switching a couple of wagons in and out of the siding one minute and then the next minute there goes like a fine dining train through the scene that was the thing you know as as i started to research that you know it's uh, i mean I, I run past the location pretty much every day when i'm training and i've always thought that it was like a really nice simple idea for a micro especially as when I looked on like Google Earth, you could actually still see the parch marks in the in the earth where the track plan was. And of course, as you saw in some of the photographs, the rails are actually still there, even though the uh, the line was pulled up in like 2001, did I say? Uh, the whole town was like that. Actually. I mean, there is um, down at the uh, eastern end of town, there are rails in situ as well at an, another location and that was the I believe that's the location for the uh, Leicester buildings factory because a big midwestern manufacturer of pole barns and prefabricated buildings is Leicester buildings and their factory is at the eastern end of town and there are still rails in the ground where their facility was so um and it was it was fascinating to find out this stuff about the town and Mm -hmm. um, I found out stuff from other people in the town about the business there was a lot to learn and it uh, 
it was a very rewarding piece to actually write that was so uh, to research it and everything it was a lot of fun that piece Overall, I thought it was excellent. I think each issue is uh, getting uh, better and better. Matter of fact, uh, this was, was it 68 pages this time? Yeah, 65. Yeah, but yeah, don't I say mean, 68, Tom, because they'll probably end up making the next one 68 pages. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, each, it gets, that's okay. It, that's a good problem to have. So Yeah, yeah. each issue gets bigger and bigger. It's like I yeah. keep saying, you know, that uh, never doing another 60-page issue or something like that. And Well, there you go. The, second, the next issue was another 60-pager. But uh, it's, I've got to find a um, proper, organized way to actually put the thing together so that uh, I'm not like cramming everything at the last minute. I've got to like find a workflow, a process, you know, I'm, I'm doing this by myself and so I'm making it up as I go along basically. And uh, there are times when it gets pretty hectic when I'm doing what I'm doing, but got to find the right way to do it. You know, are you getting enough content to, to keep you planning pretty far ahead with it or people need to step up and submit some more content here i mean i have started piecing together the autumn issue and i've got like two articles for that and a couple of book reviews for the bookshelf so if you've got a Mm -hmm. if you've got a book review for for the bookshelf you'd like to submit tom i mean you can send that in but uh, yeah i'm needing more layouts i've got to call on a couple of people who've like promised me stuff but you know deadline's a long way away yet if there's any listeners out there who would like to submit information uh how can they do that ian just email me at m M-R-D, editor at gmail.com. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So looking forward to the uh, fall issue. And then, of course, the uh, Christmas one's always a favorite. And uh, I look forward to that one. I mean, I look forward to all of them. But uh, uh, I know the Christmas time one. And, of course, we'll have our uh, Christmas micro layout challenge. Uh, we'll have some things probably from that going to be put in the Christmas issue. And we'll talk about that here in just uh, a little bit. Anyway, uh, what have you been working on lately? As you know, I am confirmed with my Nowhere Mine Apple Box layout for Trainfest in November. So I will be buckling down and doing something with that over the next few weeks or so. Because it's actually got three shows lined up. So, yeah, I'm working on that right now. And, uh, yeah, I do have my Christmas challenge layout to uh get a start on at some point so uh, i could be busy i could be very busy over the next few weeks pretty much all quiet on the western front for me uh, i've been kicking around an idea for an apple box you know i've been hoarding one for mm-hmm. i guess it's been five six years now yeah. <laughs> since they don't make those anymore i've been uh, i mean i know you can reuse them in that but uh I've st- it's still got the shrink wrap on it. I mean, I haven't even opened it yet. I'm just waiting for that right moment to do that. But I've uh-huh. taken around a couple of ideas for that. So, And then I've got a couple of others that I've, I've got on the back burner as well. It's just kind of percolating there, some different ideas. So we'll see how that goes, especially when we get to the cooler months and we get into wintertime. There'll be a few projects that I want to get lined up. I need to get some supplies, and I'm, I think I'm finally getting to the point where I've uh, just about diminished all my supplies from uh, before the pandemic uh, started. And now it's like, well, I need to uh, start uh, uh, building some stuff back up. And, of course, my uh, hobby uh, 
fund is uh, pretty low right now. So, so I've got to start thinking about that because I'm beginning to need to purchase some new supplies. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, just a little bit here, a little bit there. I'll get caught back up and hopefully I'll have enough in time for winter to, to sit down and work on a couple of projects. I noticed you had posted something on Facebook about the Appa box. So what's going on with that? Something about an anniversary? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it, it popped up in uh, my uh, Facebook memories yesterday. So that's the 27th of June. So 11 years ago, on the 27th of June, I went to IKEA and bought an APA box with the express purpose of building a model railway in it. And now, so were you the you first got, one to do that, Ian? Were you the first one to do that, or did you see somebody do that and that I, gave you the idea? I hate to blow my own trumpet about this, but um, yes. Well, I mean, as far as I know, you know, a few years ago, five or six years ago, uh, maybe now, there was some, um, I think it was Simon Dawson. Actually, the guy who had the article about the perspective modeling in oh, yes. this mm-hmm. this this the latest issue of the dispatch he did an extensive internet search to find out who was the first to build a model railway in an apple box and he could only find me okay mm. so yeah i don't like blowing my own trumpet but apparently it was me who came up with the idea so yeah so i self-centeredly declared yes the 27th of june as a upper box model railway day maybe it'll catch on in the hobby you know maybe it'll catch yeah. on i wish ikea would bring those back that would really be nice but have you found anything yet to replace that I guess nothing's really come along that really matches up with the Apple box. It, uh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't really looked. Yeah, I've breezed in and out of the Apple catalog once in a while, and I never found anything that uh, interested me. I know there's a, a lot of micro layout builders are using something called the lack shelving. It's an invisible mounted shelf. And there's a lot of people using those right now. So that might be the next thing that... Uh, but um, like I said, I've not been checking up a lot on uh, IKEA products lately. Perhaps I should take a look, you know, but I've got more than enough projects lined up uh, for me for the next few years, probably. <laughs> but summertime is usually the time when model railway work uh, has a tendency to slow down. Most people are getting outdoors at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, getting out and doing things like that. So uh, I noticed that uh, in our uh, uh, show notes today, you got down a topic, the model railway doldrums. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Now that, uh, now, I mean, I wrote that like three weeks ago, you know, and now what have we just been spent the last 10 minutes talking about? All the, all the work that I'm going to be doing over the next couple of months, you know, so I don't mm-hmm. really see as how the doldrums is really applying to me right now. But it is a very lazy time in the model railway world. I mean, it's like a, it always has been. I mean, there's definitely been years for me when it's like you get in the summer and you and you're outside doing whatever you do it's like i would be driving my mg my convertible with the top down or i would be training for marathons or like 
hundred mile bike rides or or what have you and that's like model railway work just didn't get done i mean speaking as the editor of the micro model railway dispatch i'm always working on that and right now that's like always firing me up especially just after the, the magazine comes out you know it's like i do get that relaxation time from the um, production of it but mm-hmm. the getting people's reactions to it that fires me up now and you know like i say i will be working on my apple box layout in the i've been well i have been working on it so uh, i'm getting that ready so i'm not really in the doldrums but it it definitely had been a thing in the past you know i always remember when i was growing up in england the summer issues of the railway modeler they always had a garden railway as railway of the month and you know i was like oh yeah wouldn't the garden railway be great then i could like take up my hobby in the garden in the summer and uh, there would never be any doldrums then and uh, but uh, yeah it is it's uh, it's definitely a thing model railway doldrum in the summer months because you know it's more than anything it's just antisocial to be in the house working on your model railway when you could be outside in the having fun <laughs> yes. well and, and i was listening a couple of weeks ago to a past episode of model rail radio but they live in canada and they said that they don't do model railway work in the summer because they have limited time with the cold weather so summertime's around they only have a couple months of really nice weather to get out he doesn't do much with model railroadings that's you know i never thought of that before see i'm mm-hmm. kind of the opposite i like to get outside i like uh i like warmer weather i like cold weather too but uh, uh we've been 100 plus with a heat index of you know um, 110 yeah. with high humidity and Ouch. when it gets that way i can't do much outside uh-huh. So I do any activities early, and, and I'm usually inside, and that's when I would kind of get started on my model railway season. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in the fall, I kind of have a, a slowdown because uh, uh, my wife and I, we do more in the fall uh, yeah. than we do in the summer. So that's kind of our one of our favorite seasons leading up to Christmas. So we're kind of busy at that time of year. But, uh, yeah, it's for a lot of people I know that summertime is uh, they lay down the trains and uh, they go outside and do things. The, the getting into those doldrums certainly can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what can we do to overcome that? Uh, I think that's something each individual, uh, it's kind of one of those things where, you, you know, you have to make a decision on what you want to do. But I agree with you, Ian. I think when, like, your summer issue comes out, you see other people's work and, uh, you know, looking at your scene for a potential micromodel railway in Lester Prairie, you know, that that got my juices flowing. Yeah, so it'd be interesting if we see if we can get some listener feedback on this one. How do our listeners deal with summertime model railway doldrums? Here we are. It's, uh, what is it, June 28th today. It's It was uh, actually, it finally cooled off here a little bit. It's been beautiful out. The humidity's been low. It's mm-hmm. uh, Matter of fact, I overdid it the other day. I got out and I got sunburned. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I was sitting outside a little bit too long enjoying the sunshine but uh it's not going to be long and november 30th is going to be here and you know what november 30th is it's the the deadline day and what's it the deadline for it's the deadline for the uh, christmas micro layout challenge yes 
you know, that's only a few months away. I've noticed a couple of progress posts on the Cartel Facebook group. But overall, it's been quiet. Of course, it's summertime. People are doing summertime things. But we're down to less than five months to go for the build phase of the project. At least when you listen to this episode in July, we're down to less than five months to go for Uh the build phase. And then, of course, December 1st, we will have our official entry form on the Cartel Facebook group. And we'll have more information about that as approaches. So just want to remind everybody that if you are building something, even if you're just planning, feel free to post that. You can do that over on the cartel group. We just ask that you tag it with microchallenge2022. And that way then people can use the hashtag to search for all the different projects that are going on. We had, uh, I believe it was nine entries mm-hmm. last year. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I know off the top of my head, I had at least nine people that I've noticed we're building something or at least planning something. I think we'll have a few more than we did last year. I hope so anyway. It'll be interesting to see. So, yes, things have been a little quiet on that front. I mean, I I know that, uh, well, I mean, like I say, I've got my baseboard done and I uh, put down the the ties before I start ready to lay the track and then I had second thoughts. So, uh, you know, I've got to redo some things and uh, I wouldn't, going to have to take up all the ties and relay them because you know i talked about uh, in a previous podcast i talked about um you know when i went to uh that model railway show in the uk and i was really taken by all the different levels of relief that uh, some of these layouts that i saw had and i thought yeah my layout's too flat it needs a little bit of more relief in it so i'm gonna like raise the track level a bit more and uh, make it look less flat you know so i've got to do some reworking of my idea The Micro Model Railway Dispatch is the journal for those interested in the designing, building and operating of Micro Model Railway layouts. Released four times a year and full of inspirational layouts and articles, it's your gateway to the world of micro layouts. The Dispatch is free and available for download from micromodelrailwaydispatch.com. There you can download the current and all back issues. You can also show your appreciation and support for the magazine's future through buymeacoffee.com. In addition, you can be placed on the mailing list to access the magazine early by contacting the editor at mmrdeditor at gmail.com. We're going to be taking our podcast summer break in August, but I'm going to go ahead and put together a best of episode for the August edition of Cartel Conversations. And in doing so, um, Ian, what's one of your favorite past episodes? Oh, so easy. It's Christmas one. Christmas one without a doubt. I just love talking about model trains and I love Christmas. You know, Christmas is when I got my first train set. So it's like any time we're talking Christmas and model trains is good for me. Yeah, I enjoy that, too. And. Uh, I enjoyed our interview with uh, legendary Bob Hughes, that young man. So uh, I got called out that last time, so I just want to make sure I just put that young man, Bob Hughes, in there. So uh, that's one of my all-time favorites. I always enjoy talking to Bob and uh, always pick up something new from him. I'm going to go ahead and put something together in July, 
and then I'll go ahead and post that on the 1st of August. So we will not have a recording session uh, next month, but we will have an episode. So I guess that'll be episode 29 will be a best of and hope you enjoy that. And I'll, I'll find a couple other snippets we can put in there as well. So that way we'll have some content for you, even though it is a best of. And of course, there's always new listeners coming in and others who may not have gone back and listened to some of the old ones. It's a good opportunity to pull out some of the little gems that we have there here and there and, and share those. Anything else tonight, Ian, before we have a, a close here? No, just the usual plea for material for the dispatch. You know, I'm uh, the bookshelf feature in this the current issue of the dispatch has been uh, quite well received so if you've got a model railway book that you like that you're passionate about and you think other people should know about write me a short review about it and send it to me at uh, mmrdeditor at gmail.com and of course i'm always looking for articles for the dispatch same address, just send the stuff in and it'll get published. Well, I just want to let everybody know to be sure to visit the Micro Model Railroad Cartel Facebook group. And you'll have to join the group in order to view the group's content. It is a private group. But the easiest way to find the cartel group is to go on Facebook and search for the Micro Model Railroad Cartel. The podcast blog can be found at microcartel.blogspot.com. You can also email us with your questions and our comments or even suggestions. So if you have a suggestion about something or an idea, please feel free to share that with us. And you can do that by sending them to microcartel at AOL.com. From Ian and myself, we want to thank you for listening and hope you all have a good evening. The bot, uh, the podcast. Oh, that sounds terrible. How about the, the, Let's try it. Now I got to try not to laugh when I do this. All right.